now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. That means, that means at least I'm here at Ice Toast Park. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm Fred Slow. Van's not here. Van's Aww. not here. Van's not here today. Joining me to start the program, Forrest Holting and Joe Traub of the Albuquerque Ice Toast. One guy runs media. One guy is the fill-in broadcaster. Maybe the best fill-in broadcaster in AAA. Is that how you feel, Joe? Aw. I, mean, I, I, I want to be. I want to be humble He's taken about back. it. Uh, Fred, I re- that means a lot. I appreciate uh, it, especially coming I'll second you, that. Sir. I'll second that. We were, oh, okay. We were laughing a lot. Got a little good following going. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing about it. Uh, I don't know. I've been in broadcast sports. That's where I started. You know, I started as a kid. Oh, I, was, I was 18. I was doing my thing. And I, was, I remember, like, getting into it and thinking I had to talk for 59 out of 60 minutes of an hour. You yeah. know, and just, I was like, yeah. and there's no bleed. So I'm listening to you doing it. I go, I'm like, Joe knows so much about oh, everything. Man. I'm like, I'm like encyclopedia I, over here. I was like, I cannot keep up with the pace of Joe. As you <laughs> sat in for Josh Sushan some weeks ago. But thank you, boys, for starting the show sure, with me. Man, thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Van's not here. Van is um, on assignment. Yeah, oh, of course. He's, yeah, of course. I believe he's reporting on the uh, Wu Tang Clan. Oh, how lucky is he? Yeah, how fortunate yeah. he is. Yeah. <laughs> you boys are wrapping up the home stand. We're going to talk a little bit about the schedule release for next season. We're going to talk about oh, that yeah. in just a few minutes. But we can't look over the biggest story of the day, which is Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday, boys. It was a big win for the Lions on the road. Neither team looked good. Do you guys get a chance during baseball season to watch anything? Do you, is it all highlights? Do you go back and and TiVo it? Like, what's your process? I when try to watch as much as I can, but, you know, we're just so busy constantly. I get highlights off of Twitter. Every now and then I'll catch, you know, three or four innings of the Yanks game. But it's mostly just scrolling Twitter constantly and checking out my, my favorite players. Yeah. You well, know? here we call it X, okay? I want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, just... Sorry, Mr. Musk. Yes. <laughs> Which I are... won't be calling it X. <laughs> but <laughs> No, to answer your question, I didn't get to watch any of it last night i was actually running a position down on the concourse during the baseball game but i you know i'll go on twitter see a few highlights here and there i haven't watched the full game highlights that nfl always puts out i'm shocked though i was like kansas city's gonna run over them i thought it was a mismatch heading into the season and the look what happened you kidding me the detroit lions just won a game against the defending champions well and the crazy point you know the line moved by the line on the lions moved by two whenever kelsey goes out and ends up being a one-point game how does vegas always seem to know right like they always seem to eight ball right just just incredible to me but as you as you guys are producing is i know you have walkie talkies right you have communication in the building oh yeah are people talking about football during baseball oh it happens does it no it's all baseball (laughs) it's all baseball until until october ends it's all baseball the i remember years ago i'm I'm broadcasting uh collegiate soccer i'm doing collegiate soccer at southern illinois and uh football season started and it was you went into like the press box and every TV was football. Like there was no, like whatever was going on in the on the pitch was going on in the pitch. But everyone had one eye on a red zone channel that somebody illegally <laughs> streamed. And you go, this sport is just so much bigger than everything else. Oh man, it it's, it's absolutely it, it is, is something else. I mean, it's it's almost like a cult, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's hundred percent like a cult. Because yeah. right now there are guys in Detroit, there are guys in Hamtramck and Pontiac and fill out all those cities up there where yesterday was their Super Bowl. Hundred percent, it was. Yeah. The season started out with the biggest party 
that you could possibly have to start out of the season and how incredible it is that no matter what happens moving forward the rest of the year, this is a successful year for the Detroit Lions, and that's wild to me. Wild. I was even telling him, it's as silly as it sounds, week one, it's one of the biggest wins in Lions history. Yes. Of course, that's saying they have not had a very successful no. franchise history, well, here's but a, here's this was huge for them. Crazy fact, boys. The Detroit Lions have never won the NFC North. What? Ever. I think I knew that. Ever. Wow. Never have, yeah. yeah the Duh, po- Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when they were producing, it was the NFC Central in the Barry Sanders years and oh, kind of doing all those yep. things. But, yeah, they've, they've never had a shot. But me and Sports Talk Radio uh, loves it because I can talk about how bad the Chiefs are for 10 straight days. Yeah, they won't get another chance till the 17th, I guess. No, yeah, this is yeah, they're kind of laid back, kind of laid down. So yeah. that's that for them. They'll get back after it. They might. They might. They got a big weekend coming up this weekend here at Isotope Spark Boys. Excited for it. Got some cool giveaways. Got some stuff going on. Uh, but you got this one. You got one more weekend, and then that's kind of it. Yeah, There's, I mean, the yeah. season absolutely flown by, man. It seemed like just yesterday we were starting this thing off in early, early March, early February. Um, just absolutely phenomenal season. Been a whole lot of fun. Thanks to y'all for sure for oh, thank helping you for along the way. Us, yeah. So, I mean, it's been an absolute blast once again. So, and we can't look uh, excited for 2024, that's for sure. Well, and we'll look ahead to that as we can. But is there anything here on the on the last two weekends, boys, that you want to make sure that maybe if for any reason front of the show hasn't been out yet that they that they need to know they're missing out on? You know, to me, it's some fun. It's as little as the soft serve. For you know, sure. yes. where it's like soft serve new this year. Got to try the sure. soft serve. Yeah, yeah. Come, come, get the snow cone. Come out here, eat the noodles. Come. Do you guys? I, I'm. This is a stupid question. And tell me to shut up if I'm wrong. Uh, do you guys do like an end of the year on a, like merchandise stuff? Is there like a fan appreciation going out? Oh, thing. yeah, fan appreciation yeah. is the last three days of the week of the, of the uh, final homestand, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So lots of giveaways and lots of opportunities for fans to get, you know, some collectibles, some discounted stuff. So Super sweet. We got, we got to take care of the fans first and foremost. And tickets as low as? I think $7. That's it? Are you serious? Yeah, for the berm. Day of, I'm pretty sure, right? A normal ticket pricing for that last homestand. That's but, wild. Yeah. And be sure for the fans who are coming out to pay attention to the video board for those fan appreciation games because go. they're going to be listing off seat numbers. They're not going to do it by name. They're going to do it by seat numbers. Oh, so, smart. Yeah, look at your ticket stub, and then it'll let you know if you won Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's always a blast. Well, and, hey, I come to a lot of these games. You're already on your phone anyways, fan. I see you. <laughs> Just pull that ticket up. Pay attention. Yeah, it's all digital. <laughs> it's all digital. Get your head out there. Scoreboard obviously has received about a million compliments. I was uh, hanging out with a friend of the show, friend in real life, Ryan LaVarnway, last night where he broadcast with you guys. Uh, I don't know if you got feedback on that. We'll talk about that with he later in this episode of Two Men On. But the first thing he said, he calls me and he goes, this is the biggest scoreboard I've ever seen. Like, I think it's, it's one of the biggest in all minor league baseball, that's for sure. Oh, is it not number one? I, mean, I can't confirm or deny that okay. statement. So. Understood. It's right up there. It's got to be right up there. That's phenomenal. you got everything. You can show the promotions and high mm-hmm. def, have the player stats, any sponsors. It's just great. Reno's been on a little bit of a roll here over the last couple. Ice Tops are going to look to recover here on the weekend. It is uh, – this is a hurtful sentence. I'm going to say that a lot. Oh, gosh. It's a little bit of an outside looking in for the boys right now in the playoffs. It's uphill battle for sure. Yeah. So we're trying to stay in it, you know. Uh, we got 15 games left of the regular season. Yep. You need 15 of them. Yeah. You need 15. It's a race to about 45 or so wins to get into the playoffs, that's yeah. for sure. And, so. and it, you know, it's tough. You know, there's not another way to say that. So if, if you Stubbs fan want to see a team that is out there playing for something and out there doing this is the time to do it. Come 100%. Out, come out this weekend on the road next week. Yep. And then we wrap El Paso. up. Yep, which sucks. According to me. <laughs> yes. You can verbally deny or no. <laughs> but that's, for sure. That's the one. Forrest Salting joining me. Joe Trav joining me. We're 
Talking from Isotopes Park, Reno and Isotopes play tonight. First pitch, 6.30. Get here as early as 5.30. Are there giveaways tonight? Gates are 5 open tonight. 5 o'clock. 5. Yep. We have what, why? Little League Parade. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fall, Fall ball. ball. Yep. That's super sweet. Normally so, we do it in April and May. Now we can do it in September. I love everything about that. Super good idea on that. Tomorrow, tomorrow night's clear fanny pack. Yes, sir. Tomorrow First 3,000. Uh, courtesy of AARP. They got the ISOPS logo on there as well as everybody's favorite mascot, Orbit. I'm going to have to get that. And then it is a dog bowl Sunday early start. Um, how's your Wi-Fi here? Can I, like, watch the Red Zone channel while I'm here, too? How's no. that work? You'll be blocked that out. Yeah. He's going to ban that. <laughs> Joe, have you ever met anyone like Forrest that loves baseball so much that he doesn't recognize other sports? Oh, yeah. There's, so there's, there's plenty of baseball, baseball lifers season, out know? there. This, After the season's over, oh, let's go. All the sports, yeah. let's come on. Come Why on. can't we just love everything equally? That's all I want to know. Well, I do. It's not during baseball season. That's uh, Forrest. Tomorrow the gates open 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's dialed in. <laughs> You, know, you got first pitch at noon, then Sunday, 12.30 gates, 1.35. Bring your dog. You know what the They're best The that. best part about you two, and I don't know if the friends of the show know it, is there's no notes in front of you. This uh, is, yeah, this is the, you guys know. You guys are ready to share. You're out on the street corner, like, yelling at UNM students <laughs> as they're going to class. You're like, you guys know the door's open at five? And they're like, stop. Who is that guy? Yeah, who is that guy? <laughs> that dude that loves the Grateful Dead is telling me about the isotopes. Big schedule release came out today. This is a fun one, right? This is oh, a fun yeah. day. You get to kind of benchmark and kind of look at at least the weekends. And, you know, you know the big ones. The 4th of July, you're going to look to see where everyone's at or that weekend that surrounds it. You want to kind of figure out what's going on. Talk to me about the schedule. Talk to me about what you think are the highlights for us. Talk to me about the 2024. Yeah, for, for sure. So we kick off the season on March 29th, which is the earliest season home opener in Isotopes history. Oh. We're home for uh, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Father's Day, and as well as Labor Day weekend. So we have a lot of fun uh, weekend games, a lot of fun celebration games as well. So is it true, Joe, that Friday the 29th of March, that's bring your own snow shovel day for the fans, <laughs> and then if we need to, we just we just clear everything out here? No, I just looked at the long-range forecast. It's going to be 77 <laughs> degrees and sunny at first pitch. <laughs> no, that was good. And no wind. <laughs> yeah, it's good. 77 sunny. It's going to be a beautiful night. That's going to be perfect. That's well played, Hopefully sir. that forecast holds. That's, I believe it will. Oh, yeah. I didn't look at the – I should have looked up when Easter was. I didn't do that. I liked March 31st, okay. that first homestand. Oh, that's so sweet. That is so sweet. Set up for success early. Talk to me about the 4th of July, though, because it's weird. Yeah, we're on the road. It been a uh, – We've been home the past two years, I believe, on 4th of July yeah. and, and uh, July 3rd as well. So um, first time in a long time we haven't been at home. And so you'll be at home on June the 30, 30th, is that right? And then you'll go immediately on the road, out of town during the holiday. The holiday falls during the week, not back by the weekend. So when are my, when are my fireworks, boys? When are my big display? That's well, TBD right there. Yeah. yeah, that'll all be announced at a later date. Okay. But we will have fireworks. It's the best show that. in town. Oh, without a doubt. You kidding me? Anytime yeah. we do them, like tonight. Yeah. I've lived in Albuquerque for six years, and the 4th of July firework, this is the one I pick. This is where I come. This is, I get baseball. I get fireworks. I'm the happiest boy you've ever met. This upcoming 2024, you mean I can go to Bloom Fiesta Park, and I can get them here perhaps? You know, maybe there's all kinds of combinations, yeah. so I'm super excited about that. But you really mentioned good. that too. Fireworks will be tonight. Yeah, they will be. So Post game. Should be a beautiful night. Very low wind right now. So Third to last fireworks show of the season. So yep, only we got a few two left. Over the, so you got to come by when you can. Over that final weekend. Well, and with the season or with the gates opening at 5 o'clock, this is the first time for a long time for a lot of fans where you can spend five and a half hours at the ballpark if the game goes a little long tonight. Love to like, hear game, that. The games have been so quick now. 
Like that pitch clock, you guys are doing the new pitch clock in this stand. How's that worked out? Is it 19 seconds all the time now? So they actually recently changed it to 17, 17 seconds. all the time. Runners on in, runners off. Yeah. Which, you know, I haven't seen much of a difference in the past few games, but mm-hmm. you know, it'll be just kind of, you know, working out the kinks, seeing what works, what doesn't. Joe, as you're talking to players, be it because of, you know, your, your stats knowledge or your broadcast capabilities, do you get feedback on that pitch clock, anything to the effect of, hey, we want it to be shorter when there are no runners on. We want it to be longer when there are runners on. Is that a conversation? Yeah, a couple guys give their constructive criticism on yeah. what it should like it look like at the big league level, and this dates even back to last year when yeah. they weren't using it in MLB. Yeah, it's just like no- nothing set that they really think it should be, but maybe a little longer here, maybe a little shorter in certain situations. But the main part for any ball club is to keep bringing fans yeah. to the ballpark and keep their enjoyment going. And obviously that's shown, especially at the big league level. Well, you're making a really good point there because, you know, you obviously have to play on the field, and, and that's the attraction, right? That's why everyone's here. But there's not a downtime. There's not a minute at this park where there's not a form of entertainment going on. Oh, it's constant. No. Constant engagement. Like, it's done here better than maybe anywhere I've ever been at this level of baseball. I, I was telling you this. I think I called you afterwards. I was at Comerica Park. And during every commercial break, that's Detroit. Right. I was in Comerica Park a couple weeks ago, and every commercial break, it was just fan cam. Oh, that's lame. And I'm like, what are we doing, yeah. Comerica? Like, put, some, put some effort into yeah, it, Yeah, call please. Dylan Storm. Yeah. Like, get someone the in voice here. Voice of the gods. Like, let's make this <laughs> thing work. Well, that's the beauty of minor league baseball. It's such a family-friendly yeah. atmosphere, and it does a great job. And thanks to all our fans for making this yet oh, another incredible oh, season. Yeah. They keep coming out in droves like yeah. they have since day one back in 2003. Leading the PCL and average and total attendance. It's awesome. And it is awesome. Keep dude. coming out. We got nine more. This has been great. Really great giveaways here at the Isotopes Park. You know what I often see them with? Par- paired with Albuquerque Dukes Apparel, which is a big sponsor of our program. So oh, I know okay. you guys have a great Dukes night. The Dukes logo yeah. uh, created by Dick Moots. His grandson, Cal Moots, making the show yeah. going around today. That boy, Cal. Cal Way you, to go, Cal. How's the studio? Doing well? It's good. It's lonely here, guys. I wish <laughs> I was at the game just, with you. He's just sitting in the dark. <laughs> Freezing <laughs> cold. Air's on full blast. <laughs> Get your little sweater out here. Cal goes, it's uh, 95 in the street, 75 in the studio, and we'll send it to break. Joe, Forrest, thank you both so very much for for opening the program with me. we got a lot of fun guests. Who do I got today, Forrest? you got P.J. Poulin at 5 o'clock, and then Ryan LaVarnway here in about two seconds at 4.30. Let's go with that. Brandon Ortega will join us as well as he's come across the street from your UNM Lobos. We'll talk a little bit about the big football game tomorrow night and hopefully a turn of fortune for those on the gridiron. Let's go. Live from Isotopes Park, it's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back live from Isotopes Park, I'm Fred Slow. Alongside me, UNM's very own Brandon Ortega. Brandon, welcome to the program, Hey, brother. hey, buddy. How are you doing? What a beautiful day at the lab right now. What is it, 90 look, degrees out? Look, look, look at the field. 95 on the field, it says. Thomas Gallegos and the crew holding it down as usual. I assume, unless there was a press release or something happened and you didn't call and tell them. Do you still get press releases and stuff? Mm, no, you don't know that only email. Only from one person yeah, I will, that, who shall remain nameless. I like seeing their press releases, but that's about it. Got it. You don't have to write anything like that or anything with UNM, huh? No. You're just producing video. I shoot video. I yeah. edit video. Period. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but there's more to it, yeah. but that's you know, my main responsibility. Had you ever been on a field the way that you were last week? Oh, well, yeah, a yeah. bunch, but not representing a school. That's you know, the wild That's bunch. the only difference. Texas Tech booed you specifically. They kind of did. Texas A&M. Oh, I'm they, so sorry. They, yeah, kind, they kind of did. You know, I, I legit, even the night before, I'm walking over to the CVS 
near the hotel wearing red. In, in College Station. Yeah. Where, oh, yeah, wearing the Lobo gear. Yeah. And I was getting booed yes. by cars driving by. Yes. They didn't know if I, like, was just a random fan or if I actually worked for the team. People were booing me. Yes. It was really funny. Super sweet. Traveled with the team last week. It was um, it was a weird game, right? So, like, it, it was in the mix early, obviously. It was 7 nothing after the end of the first quarter. Right. Kind of opened up there after the second, though, and you were like. Definitely did. Yeah, you were like, a couple costly turnovers here, a couple yeah. close downs and distances that didn't go the Lobo way. Uh, either way, offensive pen, or defense. Pen, I mean, Coach G's been breaking it down all week long yeah. in front of the, the camera. Uh, costly penalties and then just flat out um, missed opportunities to make a play. Right. I mean, they were right there for, the, for all those touchdowns that were scored in the first half. And that the second quarter was the difference of the game, Correct. flat out. Yeah. It, that, that was the difference, and uh, I think they learned a lot from it. But I think we saw some glimpses of improvement significantly on offense, especially I think they got themselves a quarterback and a running back that have the, the fan base really excited, and they got uh, returners and, and newcomers really meshing on offense and defense that I, th- I think tomorrow's home opener against Tennessee Tech at 6 o'clock at University Stadium is going to be a really exciting showcase for the fans. Well, and to me, Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, and I think I saw the example last night watching the Chiefs just drop ball, drop ball, drop ball after drop ball, just how vital it is to have wide receivers to move the ball around a football field right now. Oh, for sure. The Lobos got the quarterback to do it. I saw it. I can physically see it. Dylan Hopkins. Tell me right now there's enough specialty skill on the outside to where these guys are going to bring in the ball, these guys are going to make the right decision, either getting down, getting out of bounds, or trying to find open field. Tell me those guys are out there. Yeah, they're, they're certainly out there. I think fans got to see the newcomers, DJ Washington and Jeremiah Hickson, get a lot of targets. Luke Weissong, Eric, uh, Andrew Erickson, who are, who are both local players, been here for a couple years. Yeah. Um, they, they got some touches. But what's exciting about seeing what happened in the opener is that they're barely scratching the surface. There's, there's guys that have been turning heads in training camp that really didn't get on the field all that much that I think are going to be on the field a lot oh, on wow. Saturday. Okay. So that's something that fans should look forward to. Um, yeah, I, I think you're, you're going to see a full slate uh, of talent of, of the, the newcomers and returners um, that have really meshed well together. And, and yeah, Saturday night, 6 p.m. at University Stadium, uh, t- tickets on sale. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. The weather should be nice. Um, it's going to be a great day of sports, yeah. a great weekend of sports well, out here. It's kind of the last summer day, too. Weather's about to break. Like, I, like I, I'm looking forward, just like everyone else is, to the Balloon Fiesta coming up and kind of forecasting what's going on and the state fairs this weekend. It's about to break. This is the last kind of summer, and you keep saying 6 o'clock, but I tell you what, it's not. It's noon. The tailgate's going to start. Like, get over there. There are RVs across the street right now Isn't that already crazy? camping out. That's so interesting. That's very exciting to see. Yeah. I've actually met some people that have uh, traveled from Alabama. Wild, uh, in wild. support of the new offensive coordinator, Bryant Vincent, mm-hmm. and some players that have come over, Dylan Hopkins included, the new quarterback. Um, you, you've got definitely, I think, a new era of, of, um, of excitement and like anticipation building with, I'm telling you, on the offensive side especially, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's some differences on and off the field that I think are going to be great for the team. Yeah. And uh, tailgating is really where it really starts. It, so well, I encourage does. anyone to, you know, as early as you want to come out to the parking lots, there's going to be some fun stuff for the kids. There's going to be uh, food out there, dr- drinks out there. Um, yeah, 
come, come out and have some fun tomorrow. They got that new fan experience zone. That's going to be a lot of fun, too. And then, obviously, the play on the field. 0-1 uh, is Tennessee Tech. The Golden Eagles are coming in. I, I don't know a ton. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I'd, you go to look. You do the research that you do, and um, they just don't nas- necessarily carry a ton of coverage with that team. Yeah, like, they're, they're an FCS school, and, and they didn't have a good uh, week one. They lost uh, last Thursday uh, to Furman, yeah. uh, the uh, alma mater of the Great Forest Stulting. Um, yeah, they, they didn't get off to a great start. Uh, they do have some New Mexico ties. They actually have Antonio Hunt in their secondary. He was with the Lobos the last yeah. three years yeah. or so. Brandon Blackman was a former assistant who is now coaching the secondary. Um, yeah, they're a team that, like, it's one of those opportunities for UNM. You got to come in and just capitalize on all these, you know, reps you're going to get against a team you should excel against. It's just one of those games. Previewing the Lobo football game this weekend, Brandon Ortega joining me. Your official job title escapes me, but you're producing all the video content is what's going Creative on. Creative services for football. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get to create the, the content we're seeing on the social media. I just got to shoot and edit the jersey reveals uh, the last two how weeks. The, how are those teal different. accents? How they look? Oh, the turquoise teal uh, on, the, on the uniforms, I, that's what all the local fans get excited about. Yeah. Any hint of turquoise yeah. you get to see. I think the, the hope is that one day they get a, a whole turquoise uh, jersey yeah. or, or turquoise pants to wear one day, but they got turquoise socks and some turquoise on their helmets, little, on the little decals on their helmets um, that you'll get to see uh, on Saturday. Uh, you got it right there on the UNM. Lobo, FB, Twitter, and Instagram right in front of us. Um, yeah, we went to downtown Albuquerque uh, off 2nd and Central. Where that big Burke uh, picture is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love the murals that were there. Yeah. I kind of I cruised around downtown Albuquerque on Tuesday to scout where I'd like to shoot from the ground. And, yeah, I mean, we've got some, you know, people can say what they want about downtown Albuquerque. I think there's some, some beautiful views. Oh, the vistas are strong. Yeah, and, and, and I just love the downtown views we were getting in the buildings and the murals, and, uh, and the guys had a lot of fun. Well, if you ever want a higher camera angle, you just invite me to come. And I'll, I'll hold it way up over the top yeah, of Yeah, you can high. get those boom angles, that's, those drone angles that I can't get. I'm vertically challenged in, the, in, that, in that area. So you you got this home game, right? So are you going to take stuff that we see on the field and capture it from the perspective that you're on and then create some stuff that can be consumed afterwards? Do I need to watch out for you with real-time updates during like, like, when is your work going to cross my eyes? Yeah, I think particularly from the time the team gets off the bus, which is at 3.30, 3.30 on the south parking lot, uh, south of University Stadium. The team will arrive for the Lobo walk at 3.30 and walk around the stadium. And uh, really from the time they arrive, uh, from the time they, they get off the bus uh, to the time they're getting out of the locker room, they hit the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Content will be will be rocking on the Twitter and, and, and Instagram in particular, and um, yeah, during the game, that's the tougher one because like you gotta tr- you gotta get your clips and then uh, get get them uh, off the camera to the social medias. But yeah, the quick stuff's gonna be coming in the pregame. So oh, good. Yeah, so that's 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 a lot. I had a lot of fun with that uh, at the A and M game, and I learned a lot from it. And uh, I, think, I think our content's going to get better and better every week. Well, let's say that the A&M game is a step that we've already took and we're on to the next one in front of us, which is Tennessee State. Uh, Tennessee what, Tech, yep. And I, I just did that twice. I come more prepared to this. You're I apologize. Good. So with that upcoming matchup, uh, what, what's the keys, my man? What is the, the Lobos go over if? What is the, 
um, they got a chance to really impress the home crowd if what happens. Yeah, get the running game going first. Bill Krosky Merritt, I think, turned a little bit of heads in his, in his Lobo debut, scoring his first touchdown yeah. uh, as a member of the New Mexico Lobos. Uh, he's the real deal, and he leads a talented running back crew, so I think it's getting the running game starting first. You open up the passing game, and uh, I think take some deep shots. Uh, they didn't really do that against Texas A&M. That wasn't the game plan against the Aggies. Um, they had a very uh, direct, uh, short yardage uh, packages that they yeah. wanted to run, and they, and, they, and they did very well. They had several double-digit play drives against the Aggies, but I think the, the, the uh, goal against Texas, a- Texas, excuse me, now you got me mixing it up, yeah, I'm Tennessee guy. Tech, mix it up and throw some more deep balls and, and show off uh, Dylan Hopkins' awesome arm. Yeah. All right, well, get ready for a quad workout, Lobo fans, because if you're going the game tomorrow, you're going to be up and down in your seat celebrating touchdowns, uh, hopefully every single possession for the, the cherry, the silver, and turquoise. Turquoise. A little bit of turquoise this week. Brandon, you're going to stick around with me for a while and join us whenever we get back from the break. The Ryan LaVarnway. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from Ice Tubs Park, I, of course, am Fred Slow, alongside me from UNM, Brandon Ortega, and now voice of your Albuquerque Ice Tubs, Ryan LaBarnway. Let's go. Hello, boys. Back-to-back days for Ryan LaBarnway as he joins us on the program. Do you know your, like, career summary stats? Do you know your slashes and stuff? I do not. I got them in front of me. You want them? Uh, only, only the ones that are flattering. Only the good ones. Got a bunch of dingers. Got a bunch of dingers. Got some dingers. Got some dingers. Saw so you hit one in batting practice today. What's up? Ooh, that felt good. I, I'll tell you what. The I, I, I don't want to name any names also because I don't know who it was. Um, <laughs> but Because you can't. He, he did not know that I had parts of 10 seasons in the major leagues. He saw me with my collar on, yes. getting ready to call the game before mm-hmm. I Superman changed in the telephone booth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> nice. And I, he saw me step to the plate and hit a homer, and he was like, oh, boy, I need to maybe just hang yeah, him up. Time to retire. Yeah. That's what, did anybody document this on yeah. video? We have a video. Nice. My favorite part is you sandbagging him like this. You walking in. This is like whenever Peyton Manning sends Jared Goff to work out with, like, a college team, and it's like, hey, walk-on quarterback. That was you now, just going down there and – Teaching unwanted lessons. Well, they uh, the, so they could have known <laughs> if they had asked. <laughs> oh, okay, so we're victim blaming here. No, <laughs> no, it's I, their fault. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> I, so I'm getting ready to play in the European Championships next week. Yes. So I guess that makes me retired, but also active. Where's that at? Prague. It's in Prague. That's awesome. So nice. I'm flying out on Thursday to Prague. You need me to like carry your bags or what's up? Do you want to sneak into my suitcase? Uh, you might put it over the weight limit. Weird sentence. Barely. Brandon, wouldn't <laughs> Maybe I could fit. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be easier. Put Brandon in there. That might be pretty good. That's awesome. Who's uh, Wait, who else is playing in this European team? What's up with this thing? Yeah, uh, who are you playing with? I'm playing with Israel. Okay. okay. I know the Netherlands is definitely in it. There's Germany, Switzerland, Sweden, UK will be a oh, team. Oh, there you go. Uh, hopefully we, we play. Uh, I don't know who's even supposed to be good. I know the Netherlands is a powerhouse in Europe. They got pitching. They got pitching. Most of their... Pacific Islanders are, are playing here still, so yeah. they're not going to be in the tournament. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I never play in the tournament, but I'm really excited about it. There you go. And then that's it. You're done forever. That's what I say. You and say then it my every... wife says, you've said that three times already. Yes. And then she keeps going, one more game check. One more game check. Is that how it works? Uh, 
No. I don't know. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just love baseball. I love being around it. I love talking about yeah. it. Of coaching it, calling it on the, on TV. It's just awesome, man. Speaking of talking about it, were you able to talk about baseball a little bit today when you were doing the reading for your new book? Yeah, so my new kids' book came out last week. It's called Baseball and Belonging. Oh, okay. It's about my time playing in the World Baseball Classic and and how that really helped me find myself as an adult, helped me find my community. So uh, we read it this morning at Our Lady of Assumption Catholic School, and the kids were great. So much energy in the room. They were freaking out. It was awesome. And then we went over to La Cueva High School, had a reading uh, at one of their clubs, the Jewish Student Union, and, and that was cool. So it was yeah. going around town, making the, making the rounds. Baseball and Belonging, available on Amazon.com. Thirteen ninety five. you can get that bad boy. And if they want me to sign it, they can buy it on my website, ryanlevarnway.com. Oh, okay. Today I didn't know. Now there I know. There you go. What inspired you to write the book? So I was, I was speaking to audiences, faith-based audiences around the country, and it's, it's a complex issue, right? Finding meaning in your career, finding meaning in your spirituality, and, and finding yourself in your community. But it's a, it's a message that young people need to hear. It's a story. It's my story, my real-life story, uh, but it's boiled down, right? You try to minimize how many themes there are in a kid's book, how many messages you're trying to, to teach, and it, it really boils down to do what you love and find somewhere where, where you feel like you belong. Love it. You sat, down awesome. with, you sat down with us sometime ago. It was right after your athletic article, I guess. You sat down on this program, and you and I are, are friends outside of the program. Yeah. But you sat down, and we were talking a lot about your journey and uh, a little bit of a conversation about imposter syndrome, a little bit of a conversation about getting to the next level and, and maybe waiting for the other shoe to drop. How do you communicate that story of success alongside, like, the self-apprehension of becoming successful? Well, it's, it's a really complex issue, and I think a lot of people experience this on different levels within their own life of the realistic whispers in your ear or the realistic self-doubts, and those are more dangerous than 50,000 people in Yankee Stadium yelling, you suck. Yeah. Because 50,000 people can yell you suck, and you can say, I'll prove you wrong. But if you have that doubt in your ear of, I don't need to get up early today and, and work out. I did enough last week. Or I can have that extra donut this morning. You know, that's fine. Right. I'll, I'll work out later. Or I don't, need to, I don't need to make that extra sales call. You know, I worked really hard last week. Those realistic doubts that sound reasonable are so much more dangerous. And the things that happen between your ears are going to lead to success or failure way more than outside sources. How therapeutic was it writing the book? Oh my, writing the book, talking about it, sharing it with people, and really seeing people's reaction to it has been really therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, and it, just the, the positive reaction and the people that can relate to it. I've been getting a lot of messages from people that are like, oh, my God, thank you for sharing that. Like, I needed to hear it. My kid needed to hear it. My grandkid needed to hear it. Uh, so it's been a really positive experience overall. Congratulations, man. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Very cool. Ryan LaVarnway joining us on the program. You've been broadcasting uh, yesterday and not today for the Albuquerque Isotopes, obviously coming down from Colorado, doing all the TV stuff you're doing. Uh, yesterday was your, your first AAA broadcast. That was it. Yeah. There's, you'll never have a first one again. Uh, how was it, and, and, wh and why was Josh Sushan so good? Why was Josh <laughs> Sushan so good? Yeah, he's so good, dude. Honestly, it was like watching – Mozart it's do a his thing, class. right? It was watching yeah. Picasso paint because he's got so many little things that he's taking care of normally all by himself, where in the big leagues you have a production team, you have a stats guy, you have a spotter, you have a, a producer in your ear going to television telling you when the replay is coming. Josh is doing all of that by himself and, and doing it masterfully. He helped teach me how he takes his notes on his pregame card so that he has all the information on his fingertips. He was showing me where he goes to online to track the game through StatCast. How hard was that ball hit? What was the launch angle? How hard? How far did that home run go? 
all of these things that he's doing all at once that he doesn't even probably notice he does anymore that I feel like I'm on another planet watching him do and, and just trying to learn as much as I can and soak yeah. it in. So much preparation go, goes into calling a game, especially when you're by yourself, which is what Josh has been doing for, for a long time. Yeah, for 10 years uh, here in Albuquerque and mm -hmm. I think 15 years overall, but it, it feels like another planet when you're unprepared and it was really cool to watch him work and to just try to soak up as much as I could in the moment. The, the thing I often talk about he, which is the thing I've taken here, I actually don't currently have it in front of me, it's in the studio, but he has a fun reset timer. Yeah. And I've never seen that utilized by anyone in my professional field where it's uh, make, sure, you know, make sure you're given the score update. Make sure you're given what can't be visually seen because it's an audio medium to start. And obviously you have the MILB broadcast as well. Yeah. But, yeah, just uh, Oh, you're talking about a timer that when it goes off you remember yeah. to say certain things. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's a timer, but it's not going off. It's a sand timer. Yeah. It's hourglass. Smart. And the, the thing that's interesting and unique about his broadcast is that he's broadcasting via radio but also via TV. So he's got two different audiences and two different mediums that he's trying to play to. Yeah. The radio audience, if they just got in the car or they got out to get gas or they just turned the game on for a second, what's the score? I want to know right away. I don't want too long to, or else I have no idea where we are. The TV audience is on the screen the whole time. So he's kind of playing to both sides. Did you have a broadcaster when you were a kid that you mm. connected with, like as a fan of the game of baseball? Growing up or, in SoCal, I can imagine yeah, uh, you got a baseball yeah, one. There you go, yeah. It's a beautiful day for a ball game <laughs> every day. Do you, is it hard to not emulate those things that you really liked in him, or do you do it in a way and say, it's Time good. for Dodger baseball. It's yeah, time so it was, for we Dodger grew up on baseball. Sure. No, Vince Goley was a, a unicorn. Yeah, and there's no never going to be anyone like him. And it's there's been enough time gone by since I've listened to Dodger games where I probably couldn't emulate him even if I tried to. Mm -hmm. But throughout my baseball career, one of the biggest leadership lessons that I learned was that I need to be me, because for the first couple years of my career, Jason Veritek was my idol, my role model, and I was trying to be just like Jason Veritek as a leader. But we have very different personality types, and it came off as disingenuine. It wasn't me. It was hard to do. And then I played with David Ross, and he's the complete opposite. He's yelling, cursing, very different than, than straight-edge, reliable Jason Veritek, but also a great leader in his own right. So then, you know, I tried it on for size, and that wasn't quite right for me either. And eventually, I, I found myself, and I found who I wanted to be as a leader, and then I was, it, it was much well, more well-received by my teammates. It felt much easier to me, and that's what the lesson I want to try to take from my playing days into my broadcasting career is i got to find who I want to be on the radio and not try to be like anyone else. So you did color commentary last night. We're assuming you're play-by-play -play tonight, right? That's how it works? <laughs> no, we'll be color again tonight. Oh, okay. I just thought for sure it would be a graduation right away. Just One day. That's, that's all it took, just right? Josh a day off. Just that's, that's how I see it, yeah. yeah that's a steep learning curve. <laughs> not untrue. Ryan Lombardway joining us, talking a little bit about his career as a Major League Baseball player. He's got a new book out. You can get that via his website, which is? RyanLavarnway.com. I'm currently looking at it. You can get a signed uh, copy from he there, and that's a lot of fun. And he also, said Amazon as well? Yeah, the book's on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, anywhere you get books online. Cool. And then yeah, you're going everywhere. So you're making a lot of appearances. You're all over the country. You're doing a lot of speaking engagements. Um, at the end of the day, every day from Ryan LaVarnway, you lay your head down, and you identify as what? Uh happy person love it dude <laughs> love it that's the goal right there isn't it like how fortunate we all are to take like our experiences and be able to 
translate those into a way of, of helping others. You know, and you impress me in so many ways personally. You impress me in so many ways professionally. Thank you for always taking the time with us. And obviously, if there's anything that I or I can help Brandon convince UNM to do, or I can help convince Forrest and the ISOPs to do, please reach out because we will. You're you're in the top tier, my friend. Yeah, Thank I'm, you. I'm curious also, bookstores in town will have it right now, or is it only online right so now? So I haven't reached out to get physical copies in bookstores yet, but okay. cool. that doesn't mean we can't. Yeah, I, lo- I love taking my son to the bookstores in town, but we'll, we'll, we'll get one online for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. And uh, thank you for teaching me the, the acronym FOTS, Friends of the Show. Yes. Because I am very proud to be a friend of the show. That is Well, and thank you for that. You have a T-shirt. You're in the I mix. Do. We had a little inside baseball, Brandon. Uh, we went out last night for a drink here in town. Yep. Boston Red Sox. Invite. Got lost in the mail. Thank you. Boston. 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 Well, okay. That's <laughs> Six tops. There was six of us. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Boston Red Sox fan was out. Uh, came up and said hi to Ryan. Said thank you for his service. Oh so man, it was kind of a nice little thing. Kind of fun. So he said thank you for your service. Still... I was like, I'm not 100 percent sure what you mean. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> but I think you're welcome is the right answer to that this. That must not get old though. Like when, when like Boston, when yeah, when Red Sox fans and, it's and, cool. and any fans from any team. It's really cool. I mean, play. like like the last couple of days, I've been hanging around around these Isotopes players, and I don't really know a lot of them yet. I'm still getting to know them, but. I hear a few of them like, yeah, man, I, I watched you growing up. Yeah. And that's simultaneously makes me feel really old, but also really good. It's, it's cool to, to see the next generation, people that love baseball as much as I do. Uh, and, you know, they saw me when I was in my heyday. Yeah. Ma- Major League Baseball player, Olympian, World Baseball Classic. Uh, now European you, Championships. Ironman contestant. You got a whole lot going on. Got a lot going on. Ryan LaBarnway, thank you so very much, brother. Anytime. Whenever we get back from this break, Brandon Ortega wraps up the first hour of the program with I. We're going to recap a little bit of football from last night. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about the big upsets of the Detroit Lions over the Kansas City Chiefs. This is Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. on the program wrapping up the first hour of the show Brandon Ortega with me hey that's a cool song this one did you write this what no what is this cow what is this you thought I wrote this I don't know I know you are if this I was is, this is gorgeous I love it what, what is this what's it called is it set it's def- it's a, it's just a rotator. I don't, it, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> on all these on all these rotators, little inside radio, we have like a big we have like a big ass database I can go through. Yeah. So I went through and I would type in like different themes and it would give me music similar. So I type in like Nelly and it would right. give me a bunch of them that are similar. I type in like Garth Brooks, give me a bunch of them that's similar. Uh, but I think I typed in um, TV show intros. And it, that, we have one that kind of sounds like Roseanne. We have one that kind of sounds like Mash. Yeah, that one, one had that, like an '80s throwback yeah. kind of TV intro. Yeah, that to one, it. Love Boat or something. Yeah, like, there was something Dallas. Yeah, or something. something. Yeah. yeah, something romantic. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great sports talk radio music. I tell you, people care about that. The NFL started it off the right way last night with a one-point victory, boy, of the underdog Detroit Lions on the road at the Super Bowl champion kansas city chiefs brandon did you watch it in its entirety did you watch the highlights uh more highlights than anything i yeah. did watch the final literally literally the last three minutes i did get to see that um yeah exciting game um i think week one every single season is always a bit sloppy 
You know, yeah, I agree. Uh, all the starters don't really play much in the, in training camp, and or excuse me, in the preseason games they play a lot in training camp. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the live game action, they're, they're getting the rust off for sure. But uh, now nah, it's a good game. I mean, the Chiefs uh, were certainly the heavy favorite, being the defending champs, and and uh, you know, the Lions, you know, being the Lions. But I think they are different this year. I think there's no doubt, even after one game, that the Lions. I, I think are not only playoff contenders, but division contenders. And I think they, they could really be a team that can make some noise in the NFC. I think we're going to disagree a little bit here. I think the game I saw last night, and I watched it in its entirety, which is not necessarily always my move. The game I saw last night, I think I saw a Chiefs team that scored 20 points. I think I saw a Lions team that scored 21 points. And I think I saw Kadarius Tony. In week one, though. Scored. We have to keep into 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 consideration it's week one and i think both offenses were not even clicking on all cylinders i agree with that because i think the chiefs easily were a 38 point team last night i think they were a 34 point team last night for sure and i think they, they will be come a couple more weeks yeah. and they'll, they'll get rolling well and if you wanted to have the conversation we're like hey i never seen one guy impact a game so very much for one team you could have been talking to me about travis kelsey right or you could have been talking to me about Kadarius tony right and either in either way it's not great you know what I mean? and and the Chiefs are so reliant on this wide receiver that plays tight end. And they, I think it was one completion between the two furthest wideouts for the Chiefs last night. Just not able to move the ball. They're running back, led in receiving yards. And I'm not a stats guy, but what I'm saying is it's not going the right direction. Yeah, and, and I mean, I don't even have the stats in front of me. No, but me I, I, I can definitely recognize, you know, the impact players that we knew going in. For the Lions defense is Aiden Hutchinson, who was yeah. their first-round pick last year. Out who of might Michigan, be that guy. Who might be that guy. Yeah. He might be making a whole bunch of money in just yeah. a couple of years. And then I've been so huge on Amon, Amonra St. Brown. I drafted him, like, in the second round of my fantasy draft last year. Did it again this year, and he's making me look a little smart. He's, more, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy, but he's pound-for-pound pound one of the best receivers in the entire NFL. Well, and you and know he what? played great yesterday. And every time that the Lions take over, you know they're going to have long possessions with he with the opportunity to make receptions because their quarterback don't turn it over. I think he's just shy of like 400 pass attempts and hasn't thrown an interception over kind of that run. Jared Goff's career has been revitalized going to bit. Detroit. And if you would have said that two years ago when he got traded there straight up for Matt Stafford that he could have a rejuvenation going to Detroit, going yeah. to the Lions – one of the worst franchises in the NFL for a long, long, long time, you would have sounded crazy. But he really has been a great fit there. And uh, Dan Campbell's got that team believing that they can make some noise. A little bit of a change last night from what we don't traditionally see in the world of football. In the world of football, you do the safe thing. In the world of football, you do the thing that uh, statistically makes sense. A lot of fourth and goes fours last night. They were in the first quarter. There was a lot of like, let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. A lot of those, yeah. Game felt loose. It felt, the first half felt really fast, which I enjoy when I watch entertainment. I hate long and stretched out. I want, I want concise and tight. I want to go on to the next thing in my life. Um, Overall, from the NFL on an opening night, I don't think there could have been a better experience for me as a fan. NFL, if this is the start, yeah. Can't wait to see the And thing. it's just the first one, and now yeah. we got our first full slate of Sunday games coming up. And I'm off Sundays for the first time in my adult life, which I am so excited about to sit my son down on the couch and, and watch some football, teach him about the teams, and hang out with, with the homies and, and, uh, and just watch games every Sunday. I can't wait for that. So you got the Red Zone channel? What's up? I got the NFL uh, Sunday ticket. Oh, you got I the whole thing? That. Yeah. 
And see, well, you just need some money for that password, or what's up? What's the? See, you know, you know how I roll. <laughs> you only use about three of my <laughs> my streamers. Brandon, thank you for taking the time with me today. I know you're so very busy. Good luck tomorrow to you and the Lobos, my man. Yeah, thank you very much. University Stadium, 6 p.m. UNM hosting Tennessee Tech for the home opener. Go check it out. It's gonna be a lot of fun for you, they, and the city of Albuquerque. State fairs this week, and there's just a ton of fun stuff going on, man. Ice Tobes baseball. Good time to be Albuquerkean. Don't forget next week, Duke City Championship Wrestling at the historic El Rey. Fill your calendar with fun stuff. This entire city is fun stuff, I promise. Whenever we get back, P.J. Poulin will join me. Going to talk a little bit about what it's like being a reliever at the AAA level, and obviously I'm going to talk about fantasy football, because why wouldn't I? It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Now, now betting for the sports, the sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number two, two men on, Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And, and in the, the on-deck on circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. You get them at Olympia Sports. You ever heard of Olympia Sports? They got those out here? No. DJ Pullen joining me on the show. We're talking about it a little bit when we were kids and we used to take sneakers and jerseys. <laughs> what was it, Olympia Sports? Is that what you called it? Olympia Sports, yeah. We got them all over where I'm from and, you know, just cut the sleeves off and just a hang around shirt. Just go. PJ pulling with me. He pitches for your isotopes. 11th round selection in 2018. Played at Connecticut from the Massachusetts area. Cape Cod, you said? Yeah, right right before the bridge, you get on to Cape Cod, Marion, Massachusetts. How's the desert? <laughs> <laughs> Much different than I'm, than I'm used to it's up like in It's like a different uh, world, Northeast. huh? It is. It like, is. I love it, though. Yeah? It's, uh, it's a lot different, but, you know, you don't get humidity, which is different. You know, and I, I actually really enjoy it. Yeah. The thing that, to me, is so interesting going from, like, a... Like a real deep East Coast, like a real deep Southwest. This, it's not just the vistas. It's not just it's the people. Yeah, like it's incredibly different. I, all the time I spend on the East Coast, everyone moves so fast. They talk fast. They got the. We come down here, and you want to hang out on a patio all night? Yes, yeah. because we can. <laughs> how, yeah. how hard is it to keep a focus when there's so much distraction here? That's just relaxation. Ah, uh, it's it's not difficult. I'm, I I'd like to say I'm a pretty focused guy. And, yeah, you know I like to go out and do my thing and. Um, but I tell you what, I, I really enjoy the Albuquerque area. I've played here a year and a half now, and um, it's, it's been a good time playing here. P.J. Poland joining us on the program, talking a little bit about the ice tubs. Season's coming down to an end. Fantasy football's picking up for you. Is that a distraction for you, fantasy football? I love football season. I'm a huge Patriots fan. Yeah. Tom Brady, I mean, Bill Belichick, it's, it's been quite a run the past 20 years. So um, I'm looking forward to Patriots football and fantasy football, too. I'm in a few leagues. So. How old are you? 26, 27. Yeah, you've never known the Patriots to be bad. No. Like you, like, you have been so blessed with your sports fandom growing I up. I really have. I mean, the Red Sox, I think, have won four in 20 years. Patriots, six. Right. Celtics and Bruins are in there, too. And, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fun growing do up you, in New England. Do you think your path would have been different if you didn't have all of the successful sports around you. Do you think you might not have fallen in love with sports the way you did if you weren't so immersed in it? Uh, who knows? I mean, it's easy to love it when your teams are really good, right? Yeah. You know, everybody's really fired up about it. And, you know, New England is, it's, they love sports up there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm no different. Because well, I think I asked that because I'll just, well, geographically we'll talk for a second. If we're talking about an area like Austin or Portland or Seattle, where it's not necessarily sports that are the fixture. It's, it's maybe music. It's right. maybe art. It's maybe other entertainments. Did you have hobbies of those natures that could have drawn you 
if there was more of an of a environment for it? Um, I mean, maybe. I used to play the saxophone growing up. I, I, actually, I gave that up when I went to, to middle school, but I loved playing that. And yeah. I got some other hobbies, too. I really love playing video games. Heck, yeah. So <laughs> my brother and I will play Fortnite a lot in the offseason together. And That's even the, the guys here, too. We got a good group of guys that like to play. So I'm 38. My brother's 37. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. I go away to college. I'm on the West Coast, right? I'm, yeah. at, I'm at Washington State. I'm a Cougar. And my brother says, hey, man, can we just, like, play Halo and hang out? Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, we yeah. so we and we've never given it up. We've never we haven't lived in the same city as adults ever. But the other day, he's like, "Hey, man, I'm playing whatever the new one is." Yeah, and I'm like, "Do I have yeah. to spend sixty bucks again? <laughs> like, do I gotta buy another new some one?" Some of these games they just don't get old. I mean, Fortnite's been around for what six years now, yeah. and I still love. Yeah, it. never stops. It's, it's unbelievable. Just, uh, how's it feel when you get whooped by every eleven year old you oh, go up against? That's, I know it's tough. It's that is still <laughs> tough, but you know I'm still doing it. So PJ's <laughs> like, stand sixty foot six inches from me yeah. we'll figure that out pj Pullen joining me on the show talking a little bit about ice baseball talking about the season winding down has it felt like a full season it has yeah yeah it really has um you know i i was unfortunate i was hurt for a little bit at the you beginning were. of the year yeah. but um i was able to battle back and i mean even missing six weeks it's it's a long year um but you know we're we're in a we're, we're in a spot where we can still do something good yeah know? We're only, I think, four or five games behind Round Rock still? Correct, yeah. I think last time I checked. and I mean, there's still 15 games left. A lot can happen. Yeah, so I'm, well, I'm hoping that we can do that. And Pull you that know out. this. The way the division's laid out, you got to play each other. You right. know, and it's obviously Reno here. And the last couple of days have been rough. You know, yeah. it's a lot of late inning opportunities for both teams. And, and Reno has been capitalizing. But the weekend is big. You know, the fans are going to come out for the second to last home games of the season. There's lots of fun giveaways. There's going to be an energy. This is going to sound cliche. Little League night tonight. Fireworks awesome. tonight. You know, there's so much fun that's right. And that's, I'm glad you said that because that's what I was going to ask. How does it feel on the field? Do you recognize the effort that the Ice Tubs put in to bring people in and, and to celebrate you? And is it different on the road? I, I really do. I mean, they do an amazing job here. The, 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 the attendance, the fans that show up and support us here is, it's like no other place I, I've played, really, yeah. to be honest. It's it's really something special here. Well, and speaking about those other experiences, um, as you're doing it, do you remember those steps as you get here, or is it a, is it a laser focus on the future? Like before your time, and was it at Hartford you were at before this? Yeah. Yeah, as you're coming up, do you, do you often think back to that and reflect on some things that you learned, or yeah. is it everything towards the next step, which is the Major League Baseball level? I think you definitely have to, to sit back and reflect on, like, you know, the path you took to get here because it makes – you know, when you get to that next step, that much more sweeter, yeah. you know? And looking back and looking over, like, you know, all the things you had to overcome to get to the next step, it, you know, it, it makes you feel good about what you've done. DJ Pullen joining me on the program. We're talking baseball, isotopes baseball, having a lot of laughs here at the ballpark. Do you find other things in your life you're trying to do within 17 seconds now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, you don't I try, set, to keep that, try to keep that out oh, there on okay. the mic. You don't just set the mic away for 17 <laughs> no, seconds? It's, no. No, it's, no, hey, Siri, nothing mouth. like. No, let's leave that to the mouth. I like, <laughs> to, I like to leave everything else without a time clock. <laughs> do, you give, do, you, do you have an opportunity to give feedback on that? Is there, like a, is there a survey system for Major League Baseball? Do they have questions where they say, hey, what is your experience with this change on the field? Um, not really. I think we had something last year that came at the end of the year, and they were talking about, like, what we thought about the rules last year and, I mean, anything other than just like a little end-of-the-year survey, yeah. I mean, that's, that's about it. So as the season does start to wind down, obviously October right around the corner, do you immediately plan a break from baseball? Do you immediately 
plan a you gotta you gotta go to a wedding you gotta go on a trip you gotta do a thing to escape or are you kind of on to the next step right away um i'll definitely you know, I, I gotta drive back home so i'll take some time to do that i like to i like to road trip so i'll do some stuff maybe yeah. on, the, on the way back to kind of you know do something different for a little while but you know when i get back home i'm i'm right back to the off-season mode you know i'm i'm working out i'm throwing you know other than actually playing games a lot doesn't really change yeah I mean, so your most momentous moment from this year, my man. What is that memory you're going to take away? It can be on the field, it can be off the field, it can be otherwise. But what is the thing that made 2023 memorable for you? Oh man, jeez. Um, I mean, two weeks ago, two weeks on the road, we played. We went eight and four, and I mean, we had some of the most fun on that road trip. You know, late in the year, we're making a run to make the playoffs here. Yeah. And we were playing well, so I'll take I'll take something from that trip for sure. Oh heck yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. PJ, thank you so much for sitting down with me, brother. I know we had it a little tight today. You know, we got <laughs> we got good. the game. Fans are already in the building because of the five o'clock start, so yeah. they're going to come through. Little league's going to be out there on the field. Do hey, when the Astros ask for like players to volunteer for that stuff, yeah. Like, how quick does your hand go up? Do you really love that community engagement stuff? I do. Yeah, I do. I think it's important that we get out and engage the community and, and be with the kids because, you know, when I was growing up, going to camps and stuff like, you know. I was looking up to me, you yeah. know, and it's, I think that's so important yeah. for the kids to see us out in the, in the community doing, doing what we do. Well, so. and it, to me, you know, and I grew up in a city with a major league baseball team, you know, it's, and it's, to me, it's been such a different dynamic uh, growing up in St. Louis, Missouri with the Cardinals right there across the street, yeah. and then coming here and watching kids that, you know, when I was my age, their age now, and they, they look at the ice stuff the same way I looked at the Cardinals. Yeah. You know, right. these, like, these are professional athletes. These are, these are big leaguers. These are the guys, and uh, just how fortunate this community and this team is to to be so intertwined with each other so yeah pj pj Pollen, thank you so much brother you're an absolute blast uh thank you for being part of the team thank you for producing on the field anything we missed anyone you need to say hi to all good all good thank you go topes good answer (laughs) there at the end we're gonna actually go over to uh the other side pj is what we're gonna do when we get back we're gonna cross enemy lines we're gonna bring in broadcaster for reno (sighs) okay (laughs) kevin the Montemino, whenever we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. What's up? Welcome back to the program. Kevin brought us back. Kevin DiDomenico. Nailed it. Of your <coughs> Reno Aces. Kevin, welcome to the broadcast. Thank brother. you. I appreciate it. appreciate it. We don't often bring on the other guys. Yep. It's a special moment when we do. You earned it. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate you having me. This is a cool setup. You're right on the concourse. I hear you go to a lot of, you do a lot of live shows. You're out, That's our out thing. and about a lot. That's our thing. Gotcha. Yeah, we, so I took a, I took a job here in Albuquerque with CBS Sports Philly, right? So I take the job, and they say, hey, we got a beautiful studio at the station. I say, great. I never want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to go. I want to go, go where the peoples are. I want to go to the concourse of the Albuquerque Ice Tubs. I hear you, you guys go to the Super Bowl, too? We're really fortunate. Yeah, we, uh, we, we've been to some Super Bowls, uh, WrestleManias. Um, we, we get some cool access to stuff. That's awesome. Because what? KML? Because we got call letters? That's we, awesome. Man, we just, a <laughs> couple dudes laughing a lot. And Van is not here. Van's not here. Van is in Denver. Yeah, he's on assignment with the Wu Tang. Oh, that's right. That's okay. real. Yeah. He went to see Wu Tang. Left me with you. Kevin, your first year with the Aces, obviously. You, you don't just start at the AAA level. you got a cool story, man. 
that your high school still writing articles about you, right? Like it's a thing. You're a young blood in the game, but you're succeeding early. Talk to us a little bit about being a wonderkin in the booth. Talk to us a little bit about uh, finding an opportunity with Reno and where you hope that'll take you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call myself a wonder kid, but it's, it is something that I've, I've wanted to do kind of my whole life. Um, since I was like 10 years old, I would sit in front of the TV and call games and score games, and my parents, I think they thought there was a problem. I yes. really did. They yeah. thought there was a problem, but I think a lot of broadcasters have that story of just kind of having an innate, they just wanted to do it. Yeah, I, uh, I also life. yearn for attention. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I... I enjoy describing the action. I think that's, uh, that's, that's what's special about doing radio. Um, your question, though, how I got into it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so this job specifically, I, I, I applied kind of on a whim. None of, didn't really expect to, to get it, and uh, it kind of was just a, a great fit. Like, they wanted to do a lot more of the content stuff, and that was right up my alley. I just worked at Barstool Sports yeah. last summer, and so I know how to edit videos real quick, turn them around. And I think I call a pretty solid game. So those two went, went hand in hand, and it worked out. I'm glad you brought up the bar, the bar. So we never bring them up on air except when someone else do. Because I had the worst run-in with Barstool oh, no. of any human being you've ever met. It was at a Super Bowl. It was well, We were doing a live remote from a brewery. This, is, this was years ago, 2017 in Houston. So we're doing a live remote from a brewery. And they were supposed to be doing a live remote from somewhere, but their thing fell through. They're, whatever. You know how, this, to happen. You yeah. know how this business yeah. is. So they come barging in there like, we need your spot. We're like, well, we're, we're already here. Like, this is ours. Like, yeah. we're, th- we have this brewery like that. And like, we will give you some amount of money to just leave. And I was like, you can't, you can't bribe me out of my spot. This is how I got here. This way. So anyways, after a rich back and forth, uh, we both ended up there. there and uh, I don't remember it in the game, luckily. So <laughs> there's your Barstool update I give every time Barstool's brought up. Kevin D. Domenico joining us. He's the voice of the Aces. They obviously play in Reno. And they put it on the boys the last couple of days. Are you, are you good at keeping that professional mindset, or do you recognize and know you're a fan and your audience knows you're a fan too? Audience knows I'm a fan, yeah. especially on the radio. I think your diehards are listening. I mean, we, we're not syndicated, so it's a, it's a, it's a link to, to listen to the game. Um, so if people are tuning into my broadcast, they're fans of the Reno Aces. Yeah. So I call the game, especially on the road, um, like I'm talking to the friend on the couch that's watching the game as a fan of the yeah. Aces. You know, you know. I, obviously, I've also been in, in broadcast sports for a long time, yeah. and the collegiate level primarily is where I've done so many games. And the thing I was always trying to remind myself of is somebody's kid on the other team, their grandparent is listening. You know, and, and you're talking to people that have strong interpersonal relationships, and often at the collegiate level, I try to never speak ill of anyone. These are kids out there. At the professional level, I feel like it's very fair to be critical. Do you walk that line a little bit when you're giving opinion on guys during a broadcast? Yeah, my thing is, if I can't do it on the field, I'm not going to be critical of it. Like, I'm not going to criticize umpires. I, I, I don't really do that. I yeah. think, like, players, I'm not going to criticize if you make an error. That happens all the time. So, um, no, I am not critical at all of the umpires, the players, the coach, of the, uh, like, the moves our manager makes, the moves that oppo- opposing manager makes. I mean, I'll bring up different points to sure. maybe question certain things, but... No, no, never critical of, of anyone on, on the broadcast. Kevin Domenico joining me on the program. He's the voice of the Reno Aces. You've been on throughout the PCL now. You've seen every stadium. You've seen really good crowds. You've seen really bad crowds. What has impressed you here about Isos Park? What about playing in Albuquerque has stood out to you as unique? Well, the ball flies. The yeah. ball flies. You guys lead the league in attendance. Um, and, yeah, I, 
You know what's interesting? There's a lot of there's a lot of history here. We're actually doing a video on the history of this ballpark and how it was named and yeah. the Simpsons episode and how that all came to be. So, and the view is incredible. Yeah, it's the unreal. Incre- I was not told about the view. So here's the thing. I, I was told a lot about Salt Lake. We go to Salt Lake. It delivers, right? It's the pretty. snow-capped mountains yep. in the distance. This might, this might top it, especially when the, the sun's hitting the mountains yeah. when it's, uh, well, when it's setting. I'll tell you what I have found professionally with those that come to town, be it for UNM Lobo coverage, be yeah. it for the Albuquerque Guys Soaps. Uh, the Runners is our indoor soccer team. Teams come to town. The Gladiators are indoor arena team. The Ice Wolves are hockey team. We have all these broadcasters who come down. I'm fortunate to meet a lot of them. And what they do is they come back in October for the Balloon Fiesta. And they come back later in the year to experience the city because they fell in love with it here. And if, if you were to call me, you know, the first week next month and say, hey, Fred, I got to catch a tram to the top of that mountain. I got to be able to watch fireworks. There be I got you, brother, because that's how pretty and beautiful this place yeah. is. It deserves it. Let me take you back. The Balloon what? Fiesta. The Balloon Fiesta. Yeah. You're not familiar. Let I'm me, not familiar. Let me walk you through it. Yeah. The International... Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta is attended by individuals from around the world. We ascend at one time 600 hot air balloons into the air from Balloon Fiesta Park. We light them up at wind, sunrise. They go straight up. It's the most beautiful thing you'll ever see in person. We pack at or near 100,000 people seven days a week, every single day a week. For one week out of the year, it is the most used, this is no joke, Airbnb rental week of the year because so many people come to the community. For decades, sponsored by Kodak, as it was the number one photographed event in the world. I've definitely seen photos from this event now. I'm probably in, like, textbooks. It's the most beautiful thing you can physically be adjacent to. Also, if you know the right radio guy, you get an opportunity to go up in one. Really? You know, you get an and, and so you've got... So KKOB, yeah, yeah. our sister station, we have a balloon. We play a lot. That, and that's kind of the, the beauty of this well-kept secret of Albuquerque. Is that I just told you right now, I told all the friends of the show in here, don't tell anyone else. You know, like, I want us to have it. Like, this is our thing. But you guys have uniqueness in Reno itself. Lake Tahoe right there, just minutes from where you are. There's a special beauty up there. And I don't know if there's a place in this country more inviting than the springtime in the Lake Tahoe area with the thaw and all the water moving and the bloom coming in. Like, you must be in love with it yourself. Oh, it's awesome. I think that these two cities are pretty similar. You have Santa Fe, 45 minutes north, Lake Tahoe, 45 minutes uh, west of us. It's awesome. We, I mean... So I got here in late March, right before the season started. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to go to Lake Tahoe a ton. I've been up there three times, I think. Sure. Um, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. The views are awesome. The beach is fantastic. It's like a legitimate beach. Yes. Um, and, yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. It's you're gonna, really great. You're going to have a so cool. I'm, oh. I'm used to the humidity, too, on yeah. the East Coast. And the air here, I mean, totally changed the game. Like, 90 isn't that hot. No, it's uh, on the field right now, 95 degrees, says the biggest scoreboard in minor league baseball. And it, it uh, we're sitting here comfortably. Now, I am wearing a cutoff Boston yeah. Red Sox, Ryan Barnway jersey. Oh, okay. I is that know, his? I don't know if you saw in the back here. I didn't see the back. Yeah. That's beauty. That's as, awesome. As Ryan LaVarnway is in town broadcasting for the Isotopes and, uh, and little inside baseball, we just have a dumb friendship where we do dumb stuff. Your first, your first summer is going to happen, or excuse me, your first winter is going to happen up in Lake Tahoe. It's going to happen immediately fall the season. This is your first season. Do you have a plan for an off season? Do you need a vacation? Do, is there a bunch of work you haven't done? Like, what is the immediately after the season, Kevin DiDomenico has to do what? That's a good question. I'd like to take a week, just a week, maybe go on a vacation. I love to, I love Chicago, and I'm, yeah. I grew up a Cubs fan, so sure. the Cubs are in the playoffs. Do not want them to knock out the D-backs, but... The Cubs are in the playoffs. Maybe hit a Cubs game. Yeah. Um, You've get not out been there, to Wrigley? Some fam- no, I've been there a oh, couple okay. of times. Um, 
And, yeah, then get right back to work, just freelance in the yeah. winter and the fall. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. But bittersweet ending to the season, right? It, it changes every year, right? Your staff's going to change. Players are obviously going to go on. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's a bittersweet ending, I think. I, for years, broadcast for New Mexico Highlands University. It's a D2 here in the state. It's a really special thing. It's a really enjoyable Josh Sushan just uh, floating around us here at the ballpark. So it's uh, Coach Ron Hudson said to me one time, he was like, he was like, everyone, you know, take advantage of this room real quick. He was like, he was like, read the room, read everyone around. He was like, we won't have this group of people together ever again. And that stuck with me for a long time, you know, because as we do move through this industry and move throughout time, uh, some steps come and some steps go, you know, and, and you take them the whole way. You take them to wherever you're going. I, I, my one piece of voice, I lived in Northern California for a lot of years, adjacent to Reno, but not in Reno. Um, that week you're going to take, uh, find a friend, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's whoever, go down to Yosemite. Spend some time in Yosemite. It's the prettiest place on earth, my man, if you haven't been. My parents have been. They're big hikers, so yeah. i got to get out there. You, yeah, uh, They speak very highly of it. Do it while you're young so you can enjoy it and appreciate it. And then get old like me. Do it again so you have more of appreciation <laughs> for it. Anything I missed, Kevin? Anything I missed? Fred, you nailed it. I appreciate yeah. you having me on. We didn't talk a ton of aces, but that's because we're the that's home fine. broadcast. That's fine. We don't have to. you got good talent, though, man. Well, I appreciate you, Fred. So do you, and it uh, seems like you've cultivated a... An excellent audience here. Fred's a, he's, he's famous. People are coming up, taking not, pictures okay. of him, shaking. He's, he's kissing babies. It's fantastic. <laughs> weird how, how adjacently true that is. Kevin DiDomenico, <laughs> voice of the Reno Aces. Thank you for being a dude. Thank you for being a friend of the show. And whenever we get back, we'll sit down with voice of your Albuquerque Isops, Josu Sean. And I'm going to get him to say that football lives do matter. I'm going to get him to say it on air. Football lives matter. That's what I'm going to get yeah. him to do. Tuning on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The party don't stop. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. And yo, we take it back live at Isotopes Park. Let's go. Joining me on the broadcast, voice of your Albuquerque Isotopes, Is it weird that I'm clapping for myself? No, I do it all the time. That's how I fall asleep at night. How <laughs> are we doing? Double intro, Cal? So we're doing. Just pi- is that what we're we're doing? Good? Yeah, Cal piped it back up. Okay. <laughs> so, next to the last weekend of baseball here at Isotopes Park, Josh, the first um, all of the season went by in the blink of the eye. You got what? 18 games left? Is that what it is? We have 12 and three. 15 games left. Nine at home, six on the road. Oh my gosh. Yes. You got to win all 15 to make it. You got to win all 15. I can't really say that otherwise. I'm looking at the numbers. Yeah. And get help. Five games out with 15 left. Maybe you go 13 and two. Here's the thing. If you only have to catch one team, that's different. But when you have to catch four teams, maybe you can get away with 13 and two or 14 and one. But realistically, you probably have to run the table. You had a fun broadcast last night with Brian LaBarnway along your side. How was it to have a two-man booth? It was super fun. You know, as as someone who works solo 99% of the time, it it felt like a half day in a lot of ways. And, I mean, it's just so great to get his perspective. There was one point we were kind of late in the game. I can't remember if it was the seventh or eighth inning. And we we just got on this roll where he was thinking like a catcher of what pitches would would he call. And every single time the pitch that he said on the air that he would have called is what got called in the game. Oh, and that's something. And it was really fun because there was one point there was a pitcher from Reno and nasty stuff like a lefty who drops down, but he couldn't throw his fastball for a strike. And LaVarnway said, 
you know, I think he's going to go to a slider here. He did to get the count to 3-2, and then he said, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes right back. Same same pitch, because it's the only one he can throw for a strike right now. And sure enough, he did, and he got a ground ball double play, I think, to get out of the inning. And I remember just thinking, I was just in awe. And I'm like, okay, that's why catchers make such good broadcasters. It's why they make such great managers yeah. and coaches, because they just see both sides of the game in, in, in every aspect of the game. I mean, shoot, I learned a ton, and, in, you know, and he was the guy who was basically doing it for the first time, at least at this level. Yeah, it's not just the managing and the broadcasting part when it comes to catchers. I think catchers could host the Tonight Show. Like, they're those <laughs> types of persons. Like, and you talk about the obvious, like Yogi Berra. You know, you talk about, like, Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker. Who did host the Tonight Show lots of times. Literally the example. Yes. Like, he's the best in the game. You know, and these guys, there's a reason they want to be on that little island on their own behind home plate living in their world, talking to the only official that can be talking to during the game, representing the team, uh, takes a special type to be a catcher. But it also takes, you have to know how to communicate with not just a couple of people, but all people, yeah. all all races, yep. right, from all different countries and backgrounds. You have to know how to talk to hitters. Oh, you have you're to know bilingual, how to talk to, for yes. sure. You have, to know, you have to know how to read body language for when to give someone, you know, a little pep talk, when to, like, light a fire underneath them. And you usually become the team spokesman when it comes to the media and, and talking all the time as well. And so if you don't have that, either A, you're not going to last very long as a catcher, or B, you're just going to be this natural leader who just becomes this great speaker. Well, and you were talking about missing that. There are teams at the Major League Baseball level that don't have that leader behind the plate like that. And if you want to find those teams, look at the bottoms of the standings because that's where they're at. I'll give you an example of my hometown team right now. we got a guy behind the plate. is different than the guy we've had there the last 20 years in a Yadier Molina. And that St. Louis Cardinals team did not know how to react to that. And I think that stands true for a lot of teams that move on from their catcher. Yeah, I think that any time you go to a new organization as, as a catcher, you have to just be able to pick it up immediately, and everyone has to immediately get their, their, their trust with you, their yeah. respect with you. Remember A.J. Przinsky, yep. right? So he was with the Twins, highly regarded, respected guy with the Twins. He comes to the Giants. They trade for him. And things were weird initially they were awkward with him initially and it just didn't work out and there was like some stories in the paper about how the pitchers didn't like him and the Giants basically had to trade him after one year forget where he went next he played for a bunch of teams oh, he went to the White Sox White helped Sox. them win the World Series yep. but it clicked right away with the White Sox it's very important right away as a catcher to establish respect and trust did you have any your time in the the Northern California area did you have a relationship with Mike Matheny at all um, he came after after I was there. The, okay. Yeah, it was uh, Dusty Baker and then Felipe Alou okay. were the managers. He's an example that I use often, again, being from St. Louis. So where I grew up, um, the high school I went to, he was the representative from the St. Louis Cardinals for our Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So he would come to our high school. He would, like, lead us in athletic events, obviously based in religion, and, and just did a tremendous job. And when he came back to the Cardinals years ago to coach, to manage, whenever he came back to manage, I thought, well, duh. Like, I've seen this guy. Like, this guy knows how to relate. He knows how to go. And, and just how important it is for that to be in every aspect of a, of, a, of a franchise, be it leadership, be it on the field, or be it otherwise. You know, what you just said actually made me think about what we do here in terms of having our players go out into the community and, and make appearances. And a lot of times it might be the first time or the second time they've ever done it. And they need to get that experience so that when they go to the big leagues, they can do the same thing so that they're used to it, right? Yeah. And so that they can make an impact so they can have an impact on 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 a young fred slow and and that's all part of like what it means to be a professional baseball player is not just what you do between the lines it's what you do in the community i agree agree with that completely josh sushan 
joining me. We're talking a little bit of Major League Baseball. I'm going to try to peel you off, though, and say that football lives matter. The NFL started last night. Josh, are you able to even a slither of your attention span go over to the NFL as you're still in midseason form? When I left the game, I was walking downstairs, and I just checked to see who won the game. Yeah. And I saw that the Lions won, and that's the extent of what I know about yesterday's <laughs> game. Now, Saturday and Sunday is different, though, because we have day games, and so I'm excited to watch a little bit of college football Saturday night. Yeah, the last, Alabama game. That'll yeah, be good. Well, more like the San Diego State-UCLA game is what I'll be watching on Saturday. Weird last flex. weekend, I got to watch a, a, the, the, whatever the Sunday night football game was, the college game. Um Whatever game that was, I've already forgotten. Well, the, the Colorado um, Boulder, or the, excuse me. No. Well, that game started at noon, but it lasted till 8 p.m. <laughs> it was the longest the game. Floor, the um, whatever it was. Doesn't sure. matter. So I, the short answer, or the longer answer now, is I watch a little, and I'm panicking about my fantasy football team, about like whether I'm going to remember to like set the lineups and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it gets to late September, and I go, okay, what I miss? Of all the fantasy leagues that you're in, which one? do you wish to win the most is it beating your friends is it beating your professional associates like which one is the one where you don't want to finish and last well i'm only in one league oh okay so that's the one i care about the most got it <laughs> and that's the one with fellow isotopes that's that's a good one that's a how many leagues are you in too many man no seriously like the, five no not five but four i guess and how, it's how about this i'm sorry to interrupt yeah when we were doing the draft on monday one of the guys in who was in the room with me he did two different drafts waiting for our draft to start. He did three drafts in one day. Simultaneously. No, well, they, they, were, they were spaced. Yeah. yeah, they were spaced out, and he said that he had a couple more leagues that he was into. The, my real problem is last year I worked for a university, and we have NCAA rules that talk about sports gambling, and I couldn't do it, and it was, so I was in none last year. And then this year, I was like, oh, okay, everyone's going to invite me back out. I can be a part of it. And I was like, I guess I'm throwing away money. I know I have Travis Kelsey on every team, so that's throwing away money. So that's where I'm currently at in my life, fantasy-wise. I don't put time into it, man. I'm like, I get distracted with, like, grass. Like, I'm, like, boring. Like I'm like, oh, all this. let me go outside the pool. Like, I'm going to go hang out in the pool. That sounds like a better overall lifestyle choice. Yes, I agree. Until you talk to a football fan. And then they're like, no, Fred, you have to sweat. Uh, uh, yards per attempt, and but I don't, I don't, I don't have to sweat that. I just like the draft. I like it, drinking beers. Here's the other thing: it's, it doesn't really require that much work anymore because of all of the computers, and they they give you what yes. their projected points are, and you can just quickly read about like this defense and that offense. It's 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 really not. You don't need to know a whole lot, and and you can at least come in the middle of the pack. It's not the nerd core it used to be. Yes. Yeah, it's very casual now. Like you can be. I, what do the kids say? Mid, mm-hmm. you know, at your knowledge of it and, and still compete as opposed to late 80s, 90s, which is whenever it came to my understanding of existence, where it's a bunch of dudes hiding away after their Dungeons and Dragons game, like playing in a basement. Yeah, and that's probably why fantasy football is so popular now, because once you make it easier for everyone to consume, then you have more people who are willing to do it. You know, I'm having that thought right now, too, as we're talking, and you can hear Dylan Storm over the PA. His voice is loud. Here at Isotopes Park. Well, he's announcing every single little league team that could possibly be out here, because the entire warning track and foul territory area surrounding the field is covered in little leaguers right now. And that's an awesome thing. That's a very awesome thing. 
quick quick side note nick mears who's now with the rockies we were just in sacramento he's from sacramento and he said that when he was a kid he did a little league parade around yeah. the field in sacramento and he remembers talking to his teammates about can you imagine like playing here one day yeah the time will come very soon when one of the kids who was part of this little league parade will end up playing at isotopes park as a professional baseball player isn't that awesome yeah and you see stuff like this, not to get too sentimental about the game of baseball, but it's the most romantic thing in the whole world. You hear people like pundits, you hear people nationwide say, game's dying, it's got less interest, no one cares, kids aren't playing. I can tell you how wrong you are. I can tell you how wrong you are in every single level. Here's the other thing, they've been saying that about baseball since the 80s. Yeah. I guess it hasn't died yet. I don't think it's going Attendance to. is up in the major leagues compared to last year. All the new rules are working. Attendance is up like 5%. Five percent may not be huge, but it's still five percent. Yeah, yeah. I promise you, the money's coming in. Yeah, I promise you that. Like, you want the best party? I think I saw this summer, and I wasn't there in person. I'm kicking myself in the butt for it. Was the home run derby in Seattle? I don't think I'd seen a better party broadcast on television than that party they had up there. It's fun to go to those. I've only been to two. I went to the one in Oakland as a kid in '87, and then I I covered. The previous one in Seattle in 2001, and yeah, the, 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 those are fun. Like, there's just something about seeing 20,000 people bring their gloves to the game. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I I agree completely. You and I often, uh, talk, well, I often try to talk to you about pro wrestling, and you tell me to shut up. Correct. But it's yeah, it's a similar energy where it's like, how can you get 20,000 people plus inside of an arena all rooting for the next bomb? All yeah, all can all like at the same time booing a grounder. And you're just like, this is a special thing. This is pro wrestling. Okay, so I'm going to do a flex and say that was the Beyonce concert that I attended, right? Yes. You think about most sporting events, when when people leave sporting events, eh, it's hit or miss about how happy they were, yeah. right? Especially considering how much alcohol they, they consume. Correct. But at the end of the Beyonce concert, everyone was happy. Yes. Everyone was smiling, and the tickets were not cheap, and everyone felt like it was worth every single penny. Got your value. The way that she just brings... All the races, all of the age gaps, all of the different dynamics, yeah. everything all together, and everyone just can't stop taking photos because they're so happy to be there. I love that. I love everything you just described about your Beyonce experience. It was incredible. Who's Ryan LaVarnway got on the pre-show tonight? Well, he is a catcher, so who do you think he interviewed? Oh, it's like that? A catcher, Willie McIver. And what do you think this, the discussion was about? Cool handshakes? Catching. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love catchers talking to catchers. This part of the year is the best part of the year in baseball. Fifteen of them left for the ice tubs. We have them all here on KNML. I think less one. I think one more we're going to put over on the pit, which I saw had good feedback yesterday. So that okay, yeah, so that's really good that that happened. That's an interesting one because you'll get guys going in and there's Thursday night football because obviously we have the Westwood One contract. But then it's uh they they immediately we're running bumpers too. Yeah, you know you can jump over and grab it. So people did. So big thank you to everyone who tuned into you and Ryan Lavarnway yesterday. Excited for this upcoming weekend. Lots of giveaways, fireworks tonight. If you haven't planned on coming out, you can come out and catch those. They're giving away uh, fanny packs tomorrow. Dog bowls on Sunday. Take a week off. Not from the broadcast though. You can listen to Josh Sushan. And final week of the year is next week. Two weeks from now. Excuse me. As the Ice Topes are at home finishing this thing up. I think I got it all. I think you got it all. Well done. I'm a pro. Pro's pro. When we come back, I got 30 minutes to wrap this thing up. And forget it. I'm going to do it solo. You listen to two men on. But really, it's just one guy here at Isotopes Park. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Back live at Isotopes Park. And oh, no. I'm riding solo. 
Kyle back at the station. Going to preview the NFL games this upcoming weekend. Get down to the park. If you're coming down to the park, see me. If you're trying to see me, it's not going to be hard to miss me. I'm standing all by myself. Vans on assignment. Hanging out with the Wu-Tang in Denver. Big thank you to John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker for sponsoring this mobile studio. Thank you to the YMCA where I started my day today. Don't forget that we're a member of Team I-9, the sponsor of our varsity, which we skipped today because we're on a tight schedule due to Isotopes Baseball. This next Thursday we'll be over Red Door downtown. Van will be hosting the program. I'll be across the street the historic El Rey Theater as Duke City Championship Wrestling returns to Albuquerque, New Mexico at the El Rey. DCCWtickets.com. That's how you line daddy's pockets. You know I own that. Come and hang out with the boys as we continue the story for the championship. We're going to have a lot of fun doing so. Don't forget 5 o'clock is your time for New Mexico's Vodka. That's Teller Vodka. They're here on the concourse giving away samples. Come get one of those. I've already got more than a sample that I'm enjoying myself. NFL started with a banger on Thursday. So very good was the Detroit game and the Chiefs game. So very good is this upcoming weekend. Not able am I going to be to watch every game, but I'm going to make sure I get the big ones, including Carolina and Atlanta. And, Cal, you can ride with me on this as much as you like, but I think I got it. It's the Sunday game over there on Fox. I recommend also Fubo. Fubo has a lot of options. For entertainment. I think the Falcons are a better team than the Panthers in this one. I I don't want to be difficult. I don't want to say negative of one Bryce Young, but I do not trust number one overall picks making your first starts on the road. Don't do that. I don't think either of these teams are going to be good, but I think the Falcons are going to be in the high 20s. I think the Panthers are going to be in the low. Give me the Falcons at home. Houston Texans go to Baltimore. Their big favorite is Baltimore. And I don't know if you're a betting man, but if you are, if they're favored by 10, take the over on that and take Baltimore. I'm talking low 30s to mid-teens. I don't think this one will be close. Ravens over the Texans. Uh, Similar story to Carolina. C.J. Stroud's making his first NFL start on the road. No, not going to work out. That is not a winning formula for any young quarterback. Cincinnati Bengals. Go to Cleveland. I'm going to pick against Cleveland all year long because I have a conscience. Joe Burrow is now the 250 plus million dollar man. He's an absolute dude. If you recall, he was at Ohio. Then he had to transfer to LSU. And then he had to go to the NFL. And then he had to blow a knee. This money is more than just money for him. It's about staying committed to the process, believing in yourself, putting in the work, being that dude. Joe Burrow is going to put that contract on display. He's 19% of the entire salary for Cincinnati. We got 19% of you. Build a team with the rest of them. You have 52 guys. You can put around 80% of your salary. Nah. In the worst game of the year to start the season, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. I got Jacksonville steamrolling. They're going to grab the low 30s, go over the Colts which if they hit 20 points, they'll be fortunate to do so. I don't think they will. Again, rookie quarterbacks, no. He's at home. That'll help. Put Anthony Richardson at home? Cool. You're limited. You got no Jonathan Taylor. Trevor Lawrence, this is going to be his year, and if it's not his year, the Jaguars got a lot of decisions to make in the future. Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road at the Vikings. 
Vikings should pull this one out at home. The Bucks are starting Baker Mayfield, and I've never one time heard of an NFL team excited about starting a guy named Baker Mayfield. New look, Vikings defense. I got Brian Flores. We're going to do this thing. You'll probably do it this week. You're not going to do it all year long. In the NFC North, the pace is already been set by the Detroit Lions. If you're playing someone that's not the NFC North, then the NFC North has to get wins. You have to get a win against Tampa Bay. Low-scoring affair, maybe the low 20s. Vikings over the Bucks, and it's going to be a single score. Also, if it is a single score, that's 12 in a row the Vikings have won of single-score games. They went 11-0 last year. Close to impossible, would that be to do again? Yes, it'd be incredibly close to impossible. But they could do it. Tennessee Titans at the New Orleans Saints. Saints are favored at home, and they should be. I believe they win this one also because Tennessee doesn't have that dude. I don't think Derek Carr is necessarily the answer, the savior. Heck, he might even be the question down in New Orleans. But I know Tennessee doesn't have it. I know Tennessee's going to score to tw- struggle to score 20 points all season long. I do not for a second think the Saints are going to struggle to score 20 points. They got wide receivers that can go. He's going to get a good start. Talking about Derek Carr, the Saints are going to get that W. No doubt in my minds. We'll wrap up the rest of the games when we get back from the break. Absolute banger of a day here at Isotopes Park. Absolute banger of a broadcast thus far. Just 15 short minutes left. And we'll call 6 o'clock the Fred Slow Hour. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Now betting for the Sports Animal. Your, Your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two men, men on, Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amarie Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to the program. I am live from my stuff's park. Van's not here. Van is not here. No. He's on assignment. Covering the Wu-Tang Clan in Denver. I'm not joking. That's really where he's at. 15 minutes of the program left. 15 minutes for the week. We're previewing the rest of the NFL games this upcoming weekend. Starting with the San Francisco 49ers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think if I was to give an upset this weekend, it might be the, just kidding. There's no way. Pittsburgh can't do it at home. San Francisco is better. Brock Purdy is back. I'm a big Brock Purdy guy. Uh, Fred, it looks like it's one of the better defenses in the NFL. Plus the Steelers, they're, no, they're not going to be. Kenny Pickett, second-year guy, got a chance to take a step forward. I believe he will. The 49ers are good. The 49ers because of their soft division, are going to have a chance in the playoffs to work their way towards the Super Bowl. You got the 49ers over the Steelers in this one. The Arizona Cardinals then go and, t- go and take on the Washington Guardians. The Guardians are not going to be a very good football team. But the Cardinals are a mess. They're a freaking mess. I don't think they can do it. The Guardians got Sam Howell going, first-time starter. I bet Arizona just collapses. They collapse early. They collapse significantly. Big blowout at home 
for the Washington Guardians under new ownership. I think I'm rooting for them now. I don't think they'll be good, but I'm going to root for them, I feel like. Guardians over the Cardinals, low 30s. Maybe the Cardinals get into double digits. Maybe. Green Bay Packers at the Bears. Probably your best midday matchup. 425 start. Packers are going to win this one. In Chicago, Soldier Field is going to be bumping. Jordan Love, he's the full-time guy now, Green Bay. We are in a new era. This is Jordan Love's team, Green Bay fan. Justin Fields is making progress as a passer. But I told you the Packers are going to start 8-0, and and they got to go 1-0 and to get there. A score game, Packers 20-something, Bears 20-something, but the Packers more. Las Vegas Raiders are going to the Denver Broncos. You want to be able to say the Broncos can win one at home. You want to be able to say Russell Wilson can be the Russell Wilson of old. You want to be able to say it's the same old Raiders. I don't think it is. I think it's Jimmy Garoppolo and a really good running back in Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs and Jimmy Garoppolo start the season off 1-0 and on the road at Denver. It'll be close. I'm talking final possession close. But it will not be a Broncos win, and it's definitely going to go the way of the Raiders. Miami Dolphins going to go to Los Angeles. They're going to play the Chargers. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be incredibly entertaining. they got two very good quarterbacks. If both of them are healthy all year long, you're going to have two very good teams. Now, Miami didn't play well against the Chargers last year, if you recall. I think that's going to translate to this year as well. I want Miami to do something because I think their division is winnable. I don't think they're going to do something against the Chargers of Los Angeles. Chargers of Los Angeles are going to win by a score. Philadelphia Eagles are going to New England, also an afternoon game. Eagles are going to win on the road, and I think conversation is going to a start about Bill Belichick. I think conversation is going to start about how he is saying that Mac Jones is capable of being a guy. He doesn't look like a guy to me. He won't be able to keep up. Jalen Hurts is what you want in a quarterback, and Mac Jones is what you got in a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is going to give his Eagles team 30-ish points. Mac Jones might give his team 20-ish points. I got the Eagles on the road in New England. They're favored. It's three and a half. That means they don't care about that field goal that the home team gets as the advantage. Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Interdivision to start it. The NFC West is going to be soft. Geno Smith is going to look like a world beater. They're going to double up the Rams. And I don't mean 14 to 7. I mean 32 to 14. The Rams are not going to be in the mix ever again until they get through all of what? They're giving away collateral at the draft. They don't have the talent. They're not going to have the money. Quarterback situation's weird. No running backs. I think Sean McVay is a challenged head coach. Friday won a Super Bowl. He did win a Super Bowl. They bought it with an approach that no one else was using at that time. Move your future. Win now. They did it. They won it. It's over for them for years to come. Dallas Cowboys with their super soft quarterback. 
who had to go under sedation to get a tattoo. I don't know if you saw this article, Cal. The Cowboys are at the Giants. I, I heard sudden, about it. <laughs> it was weird. The sedation is a little much. I, I think I would, if I was going to get a tat, it wouldn't, I would not have to go under. <laughs> I got a bunch of them. Some of them hurt. You can see them because I, I got my guns out because the sun's out. I'm wearing my cutoff. Boston Red Shirts, Ryan LaVarnway tee at the game right now. Cowboys are going to win on the road at the Giants. Dak Prescott's going to outplay Daniel Jones. That's as simply as it gets. I like the Cowboys on the road. If you're a betting guy, take the over. I think, I believe, the Cowboys are going to do well in the division. I think, I believe, Saquon Barkley is not the dude that he used to be, and I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be a dude. Obviously, it's Monday Night Football, but we'll preview that on Monday. That's Buffalo at New York. The way the season should start with just how dang successful Hard Knocks was for the Jets, because right now, everyone in the country has an opinion on the Jets. You want the Jets to win, or you want the Jets to lose. There's no one that's just like, uh, the Jets. That's not a conversation. The NFL and the HBO set it up to where the rest of the country cares about, gives a hoot about the teams in New York. And that's what the NFL wants. They want you to pay attention to the largest media market. They did it. They got me. I could sit here on this show and say, hi, this is the top five team, and they should be on the mix for the playoffs on the Super Bowl. And if they're not, I could run with that forever on Sports Talk Radio. You can talk about how they're a failure and a disaster, and bringing in Aaron Rodgers was a distraction, and they should have gave Zach Wilson a chance the whole time because we saw that he was a good human being on hard knocks, and all those things should exist. Cool. Or, like I said, they're going to be a disaster. They're not going to be any good. And here's 50 reasons why they're going to do poorly. And then they do really good. And then what do I have? Really good radio. I can tell you how they're, over, they're proving it all wrong and how I'm an expert and an authority. And I can give an opinion that should be a law. Most exciting team in football is the New York Jets, thanks to hard knocks, even though the last episode was super soft knocks. And Buffalo, who's got a guy at quarterback, is going to play New York on Monday night, who's got a guy at quarterback. And you're going to watch in spotlight games, including that Dallas and the Giants game, New York, and back-to-back primetime nights, the way that it should be to open the season. Very good football in an opening weekend. you got the State Fair this weekend. Make good decisions while you're out. It is hot. Hydrate. You're going to go to UNM football? Bring a friend to UNM football. That regular crew that you go with, expand it. The Lobos are trying to do something special over there. And you know how I know? Because I see the work they're putting in. This industry is like going to the gym. It's like going to the YMCA. I watch all of these people's start and create successes. And it starts by putting gears on a cog and spinning that cog. UNM is doing it with their football program. They have a chance. Go and be a part of it early. Because I know you, friend of the show. I know you, New Mexican. I know you, Albuquerquean. You want to be able to say you were there first. That's a thing that you craved. You craved the appearance that you're ahead of the pack. Go get ahead of the pack with the Lobos. Go root for that team. Go watch them put it on tennis, the Golden Eagles. Because they can catch these Lobo hands. 
NFL football Sunday is an interesting one. Everyone's got their routines. Everyone knows what they're comfortable with. They got their spot on the couch. They got their snacks. They got their thing. Don't forget the rest of the world exists. I get that it's fun to be back. But don't ever, ever overdose on any sort of hobby interest. Take a breather between games. Cowboys lose on Sunday night. Leave your dog alone. It is not that serious. Enjoy it with a friend. I cannot stress that to you enough. If you're coming here to Isos Park tonight, bring a friend that hasn't been. If you're going to the Lopez football game, take a friend that hasn't been. If you're enjoying your Sunday night football, watch it with a friend that doesn't know. Add a little bit of interpersonal relationships to your hobbies and your interests and your structure. You're coming to see me next Thursday at Duke City Championship Wrestling at the Historic El Rey Theater. Bring a friend with you. Laugh with us. Before this broadcast went on air, the fire department, the standby ambulance crew, you know, the isotopes have one. We use the same one at Duke City Championship Wrestling. The ambulance crew came up to me and said, hey, never had so much fun. Thank you. Enjoy that thing. Also, if you're buying a ticket to DCCW, DCCWtickets.com, that's putting money in daddy's pockets. That's coming to me, Cal. That's my thing. I thought you were going to comp some tickets for me. Listen, I'll get you in. All right. But you got to bring a friend. And I'll have them pay. <laughs> they can pay. You get me for free. and I'll. Hey, I, I I'll tell you, if, if I comp you a ticket to a thing, which I will do. I will do that for guys. If I do that, pay it forward. I know you got a budget for this. Buy a T-shirt. You know what I mean? Like, be part of the experience. I agree. There's something special about that. If you're going to high school football, you know, high school football is obviously right now. We don't spend a ton of time on high school sports here because, to me, I can't speak negatively about high school athlete because I love every single one of them. I love their passion for their sport. I love the effort they put out. It is heartbreaking to me that they lose. It is heartbreaking to me that there are individuals that lead them that don't play by the rules or follow direction or try to get too creative. We got high school teams forfeiting games for ineligible players. I cannot bring up high school sports in a way to where it's universally positive for everyone involved, and that breaks my heart because their parents and their grandparents are listening to this program. But when you're going to those games tonight, go with a friend and share the experience and be kind on your way out. We had a horrific story leaving Isos Park the other day here. Be kind to each other. Enjoy your sports. This is a very good sports weekend, including the state fair. This is, this is nothing but laughter at the end of it. Make sure you're doing that. The guy that took the parking spot you want or the guy that cut you off or when you get at Isos Park and someone's sitting in your assigned seat and there's 10 assigned, or excuse me, and there's a handful of open seats next to them. Not everything is a battle. Laugh a lot. Share it. Enjoy it. Touch grass if there's grass outside your house. Enjoy sports for what they are. We had a couple days visiting with Ryan LeBarnway, who's a major league baseball player. And I'll talk to him about games he played in the major leagues, and he'll tell me stories. And I'm not saying they're, they're preloaded or pre-recorded, but I'm saying there's stories he's told before. He tells stories about going into the community and sharing his book and talking with kids. Oh, boy, lights up, because that's what life is. It's that enjoyment. It's how important and special it is to be able to take the industry that you're successful in and cultivate it in a way that you can communicate it to others. Use it as a platform and share a positive message. 
Kumanon tries to do that. Cal, thank you for being part of the program today. Absolute my, banger. My pleasure. I was happy to be here. Speaking start of my, starting my weekend with you, it's, it's an honor. Speaking of happy, happy birthday to A. Marie, who her birthday is tomorrow, and she's celebrating on the road, doing what she loves, celebrating her professional football team. Van Nunley will be returning on Monday. I will be here as well. We'll be live from Howie's sports page. Come and rage with us at the page. Cal, final words before we go? I just want to thank you for putting on a great show today. Fred. Thank it was you. Good. You did a wonderful job. Thank you, brother. It's not my first day. <laughs> for myself, for everyone here at Isotopes Park, for the sports animal. Good job, everyone. GG.